What's up, Pats fans? We're back. Pats Tailgate Party Podcast. Uh, it is officially week three. What are we in? Are we in week four? Holy smokes. The NFL about goes to, already. About to goes be week so four. Fast. It goes so fast, man. We were, we're coming off of week three. Now we're officially into week four. We're happy to be back. Uh, we wish we could be back under better circumstances, but uh, I think we kind of, a lot of us saw this coming this uh, this season, but may, you know, plenty of time to turn around. Michael Lake is here on uh, Boston Sports Journal. Uh, I am Pat Sox, Celts Brews. By the way, if you haven't gone to Boston Sports Journal yet, we're, we're not sponsored by them, but we're all members and we're all fans and it's the best Patriots coverage you can find. So head over to bostonsportsjournal.com, check out Greg Bedard, uh, and, and just get smarter when it comes to your Patriots coverage. So I'll go around the room. We'll start to my right and uh, check in on everybody. Andrew, how are you? Yeah, thanks, Mike. I'm good. Good to be with you guys. Uh, Winter Coats on BSJ, that's my username. Um, agree with Mike, it's the best Patriots coverage anywhere, including when it's uh, negative, won't want Patriots coverage, uh, which has been this week. But glad to be with you guys and and see what uh, what else cooking today. Awesome. Very nice. Dad, over to you. Hey, guys. How are we doing today? Glad to be back. Uh, Coach Radama, son, Boston Sports Journal. Awesome. Hey, thanks to Mike Davis. <laughs> Speaking of Mike Davis, he's below me on the screen. Mike Davis, how are you? Fantastic, as always. Mike and Stoneham on BSJ. Very excited to be here, as always. I got to be honest with you, Mike. I feel like between the logo and the headset, I feel like you're about to call a preseason game. <laughs> is that right? I mean, is that what it looks like? At least we feel like we didn't watch a preseason game this week. So it was better. That's <laughs> oh, true. That's true. All right, we'll keep going. Bill Donovan, to the right of you. Bill, how are you? How are you doing? Doing good. Uh, welcome back. Sorry, I missed last week. Uh, Bill D, 1954 on BSJ. But anyway, uh, ready to get into it. All right. Very good. Very good. Now we've gotten that out of the way. Let's move on to week three in the NFL with the New England Patriots. The uh, Baltimore Ravens come into the Patriots house and beat them 37 to 26. Lamar Jackson uh, counts for five total touchdowns on the day. And wow, uh, Mac Jones gets injured. There's a lot to talk about. So we'll just dive in. Uh, you know, my initial thought is um, man, it felt weirdly a couple things one did not expect 37 to 26 uh, i did not expect the offense to look the way that it did um they held you know they were they're able to stay in the game and and i don't know i'm probably just this is a fan podcast right but at one point i really felt like the patriots were going to win like they were just the way they were playing and and just they had done the things that i thought they were going to do and then ball started popping out and turnover started happening. And if you lose turnover battle, you, it's hard to win. So that was my initial thought, but we'll open it up, I'll open the floor, whoever wants to go, go. And just what are some thoughts you had about the game, some takeaways, and we'll go from there. All right. I'll start. Started watching the game was so enthused. I thought the offense is back. Defense was playing good. First half, third quarter comes fourth quarter comes Holy, You know what? But um, I just I said, okay, we're getting there. Belichick takes says it takes four weeks to know which if he, if he has a team or not. <laughs> Besides Mac's injury, I have no answer for that fourth quarter. Nothing. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't. It's great. Yeah, I don't know if anybody. I mean, does anybody on here have an answer for the fourth quarter? Anybody want to try? I mean, you know. Well, I mean, it kind of started, I mean, right after halftime, they go down and score a touchdown, right? So they get the double-double. 
field goal at the end of the first half, touchdown, uh, start the second half, and then it all kind of goes sideways. The Ravens scored three touchdowns in the, or 17 points in the third quarter. And, uh, you know, turnovers happened in the fourth quarter. I mean, that they're getting ready to, you know, like Bill said, they're getting ready to score and go ahead. They had, I think, three opportunities to score and go ahead at, at one point. And just, you know, started doing things that bad teams do. I mean, well, I, well, late in the game, Dad. So I'll just I'll walk you through the last three drives. In the last three drives, you had interception, fumble, interception. So, and you lose by you lose by 11 points. So now, granted, you know, they were at the by the time they oh, by the time they threw the touchdown, they were down. Let's see, it was 31-26. Actually, yeah, it was 31-26. They got the uh the, the ball back on a fumble that the Ravens, Ravens fumbled, then they go interception. The Ravens punt, by the way, and then fumble. And then touchdown Ravens, and then another interception. So you had a big chance to win the game. I mean, you had two turnovers from the Ravens, uh, one on sorry, a, a punt and a turnover, and then you puke it away with your own turnover. So, Andrew, what do you think? Or Mike Davis, either one. Let's go, Mike. You're muted, sir. <laughs> oh, interesting. So let's start with the bright side. I think the left side of the line is playing way better this game than we've seen them play up till now. I think Strange played pretty well. I think Trent Brown played pretty well. And I think we saw that, right? They even executed a stretch play. That was pretty exciting. Um, I, I think that what we've seen is that uh, Devontae Parker, when he runs the right route, is a pretty effective guy. But I think fairly regularly, he's not running the right route. And I think the fact that Max actually chewed him out with, you know, hey, they're in cover four. You're supposed to be deep at that post instead of running where you did. Mac threw the ball where where Devontae was supposed to be. I also think it's pretty scary that number 85 is apparently running the wrong routes too often. And I think that if you're a quarterback and two of your receivers that are in the pattern are running the wrong route, that's going to really undermine your confidence a lot. And then, you know, I, I think everybody's favorite whipping boy is now the right tackle. And, and you know, I think he was the one who looked like he was still in preseason form the other day. So when you, when you have two receivers running the wrong routes and you, you got a tackle that's not playing up to his capacity, that really sets a lot of people in the wrong path. And then this is what the second week in a row that, that uh, Aguilar fumbled, right? He couldn't control the ball. And that's, again, that's a mistake repeater. So that that's what I come down to. I think there was a lot of good things in this game, but those are things that are hard to recover from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that that Aguilar fumble was just oh, it was brutal. It was a big play too. Oh, and by the way, as a fan, you could see it coming. <laughs> it was like, oh, Nelson has no idea that that guy's behind him, and there goes the ball. <laughs> like it was just, it was, I mean, it was slow motion. Andrew, what do you think, man? I don't know, man. I don't have much. I, I, I mean, a couple quick things. Like one, from a fan experience perspective, this is the first time in a long time I haven't actually been sitting at TV watching a game. I was. Oh. Uh, my oldest son had a soccer game at the same time. And so I had it on my phone watching while I was watching soccer. And for large sections of the game, the soccer was more entertaining than That's the Patriots. Right. So, That's you know, I, I can't give you my normal analysis, but I will say, um, I mean, I thought, I think a lot of the stuff Greg Bedard's been writing about over the last few days resonates with me. I mean, one, um, the offense looks a little bit better. Belichick was spending all this time with the offense. And I think you, you know, it's a, 
it's whack-a-mole. He does that. The offense looks a little bit better. And then what happens in the second half of the defense? Like Baltimore adjusts, they start running the ball differently and there are no adjustments from the defense. And I think that's, you know, Mike Davis, you've been saying this for a while, but I mean, just points to the lack of coaching, like high level coaching. Um, and I think we just see this rear its head in some form or fashion did on Sunday. I think the other hot take I have is just, um, I think Max is trying to do too much. Like, I think some of it's not being confident to your point, Mike, about, you know, are the guys going to be where they're supposed to be run the right route? Can I trust the right side of the offensive line? But I also just think he's got some, some bad habits have developed. And every time he throws off the back foot or, you know, tries to throw across his body, like it's, it's, he's turning the ball over and that's just not the kind of quarterback he's going to be. Um, even when he's playing great, uh, he's probably always going to be a little bit more of a precision game manager of the, you know, Drew Brees might be max ceiling. And right now he's kind of playing the opposite of that. And I think it's disappointing as a fan. Um, and I hope that his ankles okay, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure this team's going anywhere, <laughs> going anywhere fast or going anywhere long-term. So no. I, will, I will say this. I never at any point in that game thought that the Patriots were going to take, we're going to keep a lead because I felt like number eight on the other side was just ready. Right. You know, like at any point he could break off 10, 15 yards in a run, or he could throw a dart and he could get them in the end zone. So I, I, even when it was, you know, 31, 26, I felt like he was sitting there going, okay, yeah, great. You know, it was almost that Tom Brady confidence. Like, Don't sweat it. I got this. Like, Sure, you want to come back? Okay, I'll put seven back on the board. He's yeah. special. Yeah. I mean, he, there's no question about that. And I think, you know, to, to Andrew's point, the coach is showing its ugly head every week. I, and, Bill, you talked about, I mean, uh, Mike, you talked about they ran a, a wide stretch. Well, they also threw a play-action pass off a wide stretch before they'd even run the wide stretch in the game, which turned into an interception. The Ravens jumped all over it. I mean, this is pre preparation, right? It's game prep. And, and I think that's, I think that's hurting Mac Jones as much as anything. I mean, I, I yeah, he made some bad plays. And like Andrew said, he's, he does have some bad habits that are kind of showing up, but they get the ball first and goal at the 10 yard line in the fourth quarter. He threw the interception in the back of the end zone, but the two plays prior to that were horrendous. Bad calls, bad they, calls. They don't press the end zone. So, so I mean, the, the kid gets, I'm sure the kid's frustrated and, you know, he's got some time now to think about things. But uh, I just think, I think the coaching is just, is just, it's killing him. And Bedard talked more about it this week. Yeah, I, um, I can't, I mean, can't argue with that, right? Like, but I mean, as a, I don't know, I, I go back to how I try to, talk about how it feels watching the game and stuff since that's, you know, we, we can't, we have nothing to do. We, we can't do anything about the coaching or do anything about nope. any of the stuff that's happening. Right. So I think, and Andrew, I think you said this last year at some point when you talked about 2020 and you talked about this year or sorry, last year. And then this year is that I think I've slowly, I've slowly hit a point of, and it's taken a long time, but like, I don't feel the same way when they lose now <laughs> as I did four years ago. So like, I'm not even, I, the game ended and I was like, usually, I mean, you guys remember last, even last year when they were whatever the game ended and I just was kind of like, okay, well, on to, onto the other games or onto whatever I'm doing on Sunday or, you know, like in, 
years past, I would have called you Andrew and dad, or, you know, and just had a meltdown. And like, I just don't, <laughs> I just, maybe I'm just getting older and more mature. I mean, I'm 30, you know, 37, it's about time, but, um, I don't know. I just, I also think there's a complacency and I read the stuff and I want them to change things and I want things to be different, but I'm just, I'm kind I've kind of accepted the fact they are where they are. The dolphins and bills are better. Uh, the jets are still the jets. Thank God. Um, but I watch these other AFC teams and I watch these other teams and all over the league and they just, they, there's something I'll stop the rant here. There's something that doesn't look right about the Patriots when I compare them to other teams that I've never seen before. It's, the, it's, the, it's something with the talent level or to your, to your point, the preparation, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe what I'm saying. I mean, if anybody else knows what I'm, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I watched the Cowboys on Thursday night. They're just getting all over the place. They got Cooper rush. Who's not great. And they can still find a way to like, it's just, I don't understand it. Like, I don't, I'm, I feel like I'm watching a sloppy, sloppy mess every Sunday. I think Maybe it was I, coach, I think it was coach you said the Patriot way is dead, right? That that unbelievable amount of preparation, it can't happen anymore, right? So if you're trying to run an offense that's that complex, that's got to rely on a guy being in a certain place at a certain time, and he's not going to get there anymore, then do something different. Go back yeah. to doing your RPOs, do something different, go to bully ball, right? I mean, coach, how many years, how many decades have you been coaching where if you try something, it doesn't work? Switch it up. Do something else, right? Well, I mean, I said this. Uh, I think I was talking to Andrew. I, 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 with, with Hoyer back in the in the starting lineup, I, I, you know, as a fan, I would like to see them go back to the Patriot power power stuff, run game, play action pass. Hoyer knows that he's been in it forever, right? And so that's what I'd like to see them do. Now, I don't know that that's going to happen, but. You know, um, he should be able to get, he should be able to handle the game situation. I mean, I, well, well real, real quick. So, cause I know we'll get into Hoyer and we'll talk by about the, the way, Packers. By the up. way, and Hoyer can call the game. He doesn't need anybody yeah. on the sidelines calling oh, that game. Yeah, he's like a coach. Just, on the field. just, just, I know this way better than either of you two guys on the sideline. Give yeah. me my package and let me call my game as long as we're running something I've been doing for the last 20 years. Well, the, here's but the thing he executed. It, well, there you go. So, well, here's the, here's the, here's the problem. So, and we'll, we'll move forward in just a minute. I, I do want to back up in this game for just a second, because we're going to talk about max injury. I, I don't know what time it was. This goes back to, I mean, I forgot about this until I was making the point about how I feel about losses. And I told Andrew, Andrew and I were texting back and forth about different stuff on Sunday, like we do every time. And we were going back and forth about the, the Patriots and, and what's happening in the game. And I don't remember when it was, I think we were up at some point in the game and driving down the field and it wasn't late in the game, by the way. And I texted him and I was like, man, you know, this is just setting up to be just such a brutal loss. And he was like, it was, it was, um, it was you texted that when it was first and goal from the 10 um, on the series that Mac threw an interception in the end zone on third. That's right. Down. That's right. And, and Andrew's like, question mark. And I'm like, this game, I'm like, this is just this, they look great, but this is, I just know this team and they are going to just do something stupid to throw a grenade in this whole thing. And then sure enough, they did it. And so that's the difference in the past. I would have told you, Oh man, we're still in it. We're going to find a way, you know, it, when it seems impossible, they're going to find a way. Now it's the total opposite. 
Well, I think that's a big turnaround at where we've been talking about and the expectation, you know, whereby all those years, all those years when you expected them to do something big in a situation, now it's almost like you're holding your breath. Okay, when is the dam going to break? Because I know it's yeah. going to break. When are they going to step on the mine? And it's kind of like, ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not even surprised anymore. I don't want to belabor the point from last week, but I, I, I think um, the only thing I can think of as a fan is that the, the, the thing we should all be hoping for is that with some expediency, Belichick realizes the Patriot way is done and that mm-hmm. approach while highly successful for two decades with Tom Brady no longer will work. I mean, I was just racking my brain for this, but like two things jump out at me. One, um, it, it's all about like trying to win at the margins, right? I think Bedard wrote about this this week with playing Humphrey instead of Bourne. Like, why would you not play the dynamic athlete? Um, Winning in the margins works when you've got like a known great advantage somewhere else. Like when you don't have to worry about Tom Brady because Tom Brady is always going to do what Tom Brady does, then a coach should spend his time in the margins. You're not spending your time trying to coach up Tom Brady. That doesn't work anymore. Like they don't have an advantage anywhere. And so what I feel like when I'm watching this team is that I'm sure they still are doing a lot of prep. I'm still sure Belichick is brilliant and the guys he surrounds himself with are smart guys, but it's like they're strategically trying to figure out how to rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic. And then they still hit the iceberg every single time. And it's like, okay, there's gotta be like a fundamental organizational shift. And the best example I can come up with honestly um, is probably Popovich and the Spurs when they lost Tim Duncan, like it's the exact same thing. Popovich is a great coach. That was an absolute dynasty. But as soon as he lost Tim Duncan, like the Spurs dynasty went with him. And I think that's what we're watching with the Patriots. Doesn't mean they can't be good. Doesn't mean they can't be competitive. Well, you have to change some things. That's all. Change your approach. And they're just not changing it. So, Andrew, right. the 80-20 principle, right? You need to spend 80, you know, you get 80% of it with 20% effort, right? And then that last 20% is where it takes 80%. If they're ignoring that 80%, if they're not putting enough energy into that 80%, that's what those teams used to beat themselves on. Now you got to make sure you're doing that first 80% really, really well first. And I feel like they're so focusing on that last 20, they're leaving things out of the big 80. Well, well, the, 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 that process, the 80, the, 20 the rule works the way that it works in an organization generally is 20% of your contributors contribute 80% of your contributions. So the, the, when you have Tom Brady in the 20, it thin to Andrew's point. It thins. It's a ninety-nine-one rule when Tom Brady's recording. Yeah, you just you don't have to worry about that, right? You can actually focus on the other stuff. Where, uh, you know, I don't know if it's because they don't have. Obviously, I don't think they have the right coaches, or you know, the 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 system isn't set up properly. But, but I I got to tell you this too. I was just looking this up while we were talking, and I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of like you know Brady versus Belichick and all that stupidity that that people you know gas bags like to talk about but what i will what i will bring up is i and this is just factual numbers you call it what it is i mean bill belichick's 136 and 39 with tom brady as his quarterback he's 71 and 79 without so you just sit on that for a minute and just take the number for what it is you know it, it just kind of proves the point we're talking about which is 
I, I don't know. I think Bill's great. I think he's a great coach and, and arguably, obviously I'm biased. I think he'd be the goat, but I do think he's not, there's some imperfections there and some things that have shown when he doesn't have a great quarterback. And, and I'm it guessing what the, it is. The, the berets numbers are pretty comparable too, right? The, uh, which ones? The beret, Mr. K- oh. the, the, <laughs> I bet his yeah. coaching numbers oh. were a lot better with, with Tom Brady than without sure. him too. Sure. I mean, yeah, I, yes. I mean, that's what I mean. It, it's not, it's not even so much. A na- I, I mean, it might be a little bit of a knock on Belichick, but it's also just talking about the greatness of Brady. Like, I mean, just, I just saw that, that stat and I was just like, holy crap. Like, he's just not, he's just not what. Yeah. I don't know. What, I don't even know what to say. I mean, here's the other thing to move and we'll move on to the Packers game. The other piece here is if we had any questions uh, about whether Lamar Jackson can sit in the pocket and throw, throw you to death and beat you. I think we answered those on Sunday because uh, he's, <laughs> he didn't even, I mean, he did run. He ran for a hundred and what did he run for a hundred and seven yards. Yeah. 107 yeah, yards. That, I, would, I think you're not the awesome. When they, in the first half, they, they took away the run and they forced him to throw. And actually we were fine. You're never going to shut him down. But when you force Lamar Jackson to be a pocket passer, you can beat Lamar Jackson. Second half, they ran all over the place and spread the defense out. And then he started to really pick them apart in the air. I, I, I yeah, I, I disagree with that. Much. That's right. Yeah. In the first half, they, they really made him one dimensional. Mm-hmm. And so then, and and again, it wasn't so much Jackson in the second half starting to run. I mean, the one right of the running backs had a fifty-something yard run. Yeah, um, they ran jet sweep, which goes again with creativity. They did a lot of creative stuff, but but th- that's that's the bottom line. At the end of the day, in the second half, you saw the Patriots personnel-wise. They they couldn't do the things they needed to do to stop Lamar Jackson in the second half. I mean. Bedard wrote about it. Yeah, well, what changed? Um, That's what I don't understand. Well, if you do mean, it in the first half, what, I mean, why are you uh, not running the same plan? Mike, same? it was it was really clear. I mean, the Ravens went in at halftime and said, "How do we contain you know those guys that are setting the edge?" They rolled it around, and it was really simple, right? I mean, you saw them; they were they were wiping the corners. I mean, they were wiping the 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 the, the, the ends and, right up. You know, they're just changing the way the protection was set up, and they were just washing those ends right away they started pulling people and, yeah. and and putting more numbers at the point of attack than the patriots had there and then they talked about Bedard talked about number eight the middle linebacker for the patriots he showed his lack of athleticism again and and, and just things that kind of showed their ugly head you know and um i, I it's just one of those things lamar jack is tough to stop i mean I, well to your point you're not going to stop them all game He's I mean, a great player. Dietrich yeah. Wise had what three sacks or pressures or whatever in the first, first half, half, right? Yeah. Sacks, right. And then yeah. he was completely gone, right? They were washing him away with that extra, whether it was a tight end or whatever. They were just wiping him away. Well, the Ravens made the adjustments and the Patriots made none. Well, that's frustrating. I mean, you hear that, right? I mean, that's frustrating. So well, because I'm with you. Go ahead. On a, fan, on a fan podcast, I mean, the question I have for you all, and I'm really trying, I mean, I'm, I'm just in the, I'm down today, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Like, like if Brian Horror is the quarterback for oh, the baby. next month, I mean, what, what's the over under on you turning the game off? Get a fourth quarter or is it, you know, I, yeah. I mean, I have no hope. I mean, I, I'm sure as a fan, I'll watch it, but this just feels like, 
Well, let's look at the. It doesn't let's look get at any the better schedule. that they're going to play Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, let's move. Let's move forward. Matt gets injured. He's got a high ankle sprain, probably out three to six weeks. Let me move here into. So, so, so Mike, I think yeah, I picked. Ahead. I was pretty close to picking the right spread, and I did say that Hoyer was going to finish the game. You did. You did. I did. Now, had had we gotten back on the field, Hoyer would have finished the game. We didn't even get our, our offense getting back on the field. So I'll I guess I what, don't get credit for that. Well, I'll tell you what, too, Mike. You um you also I got a little dog in the house there, a little dog on screen. Woo! The Rosie. Uh, so so the other thing, Mike, the other thing you, you picked before the year and and Ryan Hoyer's, I believe, going to help you get there. Was I think under eight and a half wins? Is that did, did we make that that wager before the year? Because we, we, we didn't did, sir. It. We did. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, lock that thing in. Um, all right, let me look here. Let's look at the schedule, and we'll break down Hoyer. What do you think? He's probably going to play for what three? It, I mean, it, it depends on if they acquire somebody, right? I, I mean, mean the, maybe. Cam, maybe. Cam, maybe. Cam new back? into the system this late. I mean, I mean there, there's one. You guy heard it. That, there's people talking about there's, Cam. There's one guy that's played in the system that they had. They built an entire system around him. Superman number one. And 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 look, <laughs> you you go, you go claim a big old fullback off of somebody's practice squad, and and you either activate or claim a big blocking tight end, and you can put Cam right into into the look, play, man. and he's going to be just as inaccurate as he was last look, year. You win look, the swagger matchup, right? That's right. That's right. Look, there'd be nothing better in my <laughs> life if they're going to lose. I at least want to see him line up with nine Jumbo and Cam Newton, three hundred pound guys in front of Cam Newton, <laughs> and just let them run it. Just they just like run that all the, the whole right? way. What's that, Dad? Rock's available. He ain't. Yeah. Good luck with that. He ain't coming back. Actually, He's he only two twenty now, isn't he? Yeah. He is going to come back. He's just going to wait for the Bucks to make the playoffs, and then he'll come back. Um. All right. Well, so, wishful thinking on a on a fan podcast. I, I mean, I'd like to see him bring Cam back too, but he ain't coming back. I, I think Cam Little Jordan Humphrey's bigger than 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 uh, Gronk now. No, Cam ain't coming back. He's not. It looks like we lost Andrew for a minute, so he'll come back. But uh, hopefully, we'll get Andrew back. We don't get Cam back. Um. So let's look at the schedule. <laughs> look at the schedule. We got um. Do we Packers. do we think Hoyer's gonna do we think Hoyer's gonna go for his thirteenth consecutive loss? I mean, I do. <laughs> in Green Bay this week, yeah, yeah, probably. I would. I mean, that's impressive, right? Thirteen in a row. Well, so here's the one thing that and I Green do, Bay's going for fifteen, right? Here's the one thing that I do know though about um, wins the 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 Patriots when Hoyer's their quarterback, and I believe this, and and this is just maybe it's because of what happened when Cam went out and Hoyer had to play against Kansas City. Um, their defense, their defense though, is going to, you're going to see a, a, a good defense this week. That's going to actually hold the Packers and do what they can. They'll stay in the game. I don't think you're going to see them get blown out. And the reason why is psychologically the defense generally, when they know, when you know, you have somebody that's me, more mediocre on the other side, you realize you have to step up. And I think, I do think Belichick will have a good game plan for Rogers. Now, similar to Lamar, but better. That doesn't mean that he's not going to score points and that they'll lose and lose by double digits. I just think you're going to see a closer game early on. Um, but man, Bill, you see you, that, that noise and face you made when I talked about Hoyer and Kansas city, they should have won that game easily. And he oh, kept throwing ask, red zone. Throw red zone that's, the, that's the last game I keep going back to with Hoyer. Yeah. It's how we get, he gets sacked and all yeah, they get to do is throw the, the ball away. Or throws a, or throws a pick when they're in the red zone over and over and over. What's up, dad? Um, let's throw us out there. So Mike, I know second team is the Cowboys. So watching the Cowboys for the two games that Dak's been hurt, right? They've done, 
the formula is simple. Yeah. Run the ball and throw the ball quickly. Now, they do have Lamb as a receiver, so that's I get that. They have two good running backs. Patriots have two good running backs. So that's the key to this whole situation with Hoyer. Hoyer can do what this guy Rush is doing. I mean, I, 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 I think I think Rush is better than Hoyer. I think well, Rush Rush okay, makes but good formula, throws, but the formula works. Yeah, no, I agree. Here's the other thing: the Cowboys have that the Patriots don't is they have a. And Pedro's defense is good. It's not menacing like the Cowboys. No. They so, don't have 11 coming around the edge in, and in seven two seconds. In secondary, correct. Right. They don't have that. And and I, so I, Okay, fair enough. So so that's that's the I mean I don't want to I I know it's a Patriots podcast. I, Micah Parsons is is going to is is going to be the best defensive player in the league at some point. If if it, when these older guys retire, he's he's just he's just different. Well, I didn't bring it up to go to like like, no, 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 no. I'm just I, telling you, we don't have that it, talent. Comparatively speaking, I think there are ways they can they can do some things, sure, and, and be successful. But sure. they've got to decide to do it, and we're not, not we're not in the building. So, well, I mean, Doug, that's what we were saying. Play to our strengths, right? Well, yeah, do what your I guys can do. Along. I mean, I've said that all along. I mean, I, I just I just think compared to end that point on the Cowboys, just different talent level. Too. Yeah. Okay. Like, even with Dak out and sometimes the Cowboys look better without Dak. Cause they're not forcing an offense. They're actually running what they're good at. So here's, here's the, here's the schedule for the next six weeks. Let's say Hoyer plays all six pack at green Bay versus Detroit. D- Detroit, by the way, is better than they Don't have been. Give me there. Uh, it's at home, which is a good thing uh, at Cleveland. Um, let's see. They're better too. They're, yeah. they're way better. Uh, at home against the Bears, we should be able to win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at the Jet, at the at the Jets, you know, I mean, that's not should, a gimme. No, but we should be able to beat the Jets. And if Zach Wilson's playing, it feels much better because Belichick owns him clearly. And then versus the Colts, at home, not in Indy, it's at home. No, I mean, I'm fine. We get possible two wins. Yeah, so now you come One out of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so now you come out of there with two wins, imagine, and you are three and three and eight. No, three and six. Three and six coming out of that. And you have and then Jones is back, right? At that yeah. point, probably. Yeah, probably. And then you go Vikings, Bills, Cardinals, Ooh. Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. Man, man, way to end the season. Dolphins, Bills. That's fun. Uh, I'd like like to raise a point. There's been some discussion about um, Mac Jones going forward and what his recuperation is and how you handle that. You know, some people are saying surgery. So there were two Alabama quarterbacks who had high ankle sprain and had special surgery called a trampoline, and they were back in playing within four weeks. Now, if... We've heard nothing about Mac Jones having surgery. I would think they would have made a decision by now. It's three days after his injury. So, so Bill, it's really interesting because there are all sorts of ramifications, right? When those guys are in college, they have very little say. They went, they had the surgery. It was done, period. You are a college athlete. That is the game. There are, you know, Mac said he wants a second opinion. The first question is, is he asking for a second opinion because he wants to go see the guy who invented the surgery? Or is he worried about the long-term impacts that young college kids who, by the way, both happen to be black, didn't have the same 
control over their future that a, a, a an adult mm-hmm. like Mac Jones has. So there's been some really interesting twists to this. Mm-hmm. You know, did both of those guys have no other option? Coach says, I'm going to go do this, so I'm going to go do that. And does Mac have more options? The two quarterbacks, they had that surgery that we talked about, the trampoline surgery. How successful were they afterwards? Good question. Yeah. Great question, Bill. I think it's the tightrope surgery, too, just FYI. Mm-hmm. But I'll do oh, right. Um, the uh, circus yeah, act. They're they're both they're both. Are you sure it's not the trapeze? I mean, (laughs) zip line. (laughs) Sorry about that. No, well, maybe the trampoline is actually a new surgery since speedos are covering. Um, no, great question. I mean, Tua and Jalen Hurts are the two and they seem to have recovered and played in that season's national championship game or semifinals in the national championship game, and they're in the league now. I mean, I think to Mike's point, though, it is just a different dynamic when you're talking about professional athlete, right? Like, you know, I think Mac's probably in a precarious spot because you've got the team and the coach who are going to want to be back really quickly. His agent is telling him the exact opposite. Look, if you got to sit out the rest of the season, you're getting that paycheck anyway. This isn't a problem. And I bet Mac probably can, you know, feel pulled by both those. Like, he's a, he's a winner. He's a gamer. He doesn't want to miss time. He wants to show that he's tough. And at the same time, I mean, you know, probably in the Patriots' best interest, too, of him not trying to get a quick procedure and get back out there and then actually have a lingering issue. Or, you know, let's hope Max's second opinion is a physician on that tightrope surgery. And look, if he's frustrated and he's not liking the way the coaching or things are going, the fastest way to get what he wants is for this season to blow up and things to change. So if he's out six, seven, eight weeks and the season ends really poorly, there will be change, whether that's a good or bad or whatever. It's not going to be the way it is, right? Something will be changed and it'll be different. Yeah. Yeah. So one last piece and let's get to this game and, and um, our predictions. I, I don't know. Again, maybe it's because I'm just sour or it's just not the same thing when you're not winning multiple Super, Super Bowls and, and have been great for 20 years, but like enough enough with like the the like Belichick day-to-day thing in the interview like just Bill just like I know he's talked to the media more and stuff I'm just done with the act I think like I literally a lot like, of progress today they haven't put him on IR yeah I get it I it's more to me it's just the whole like you know I just I mean I don't know I just I, I never liked it when they were great and how he he would just just kind of a, a jackass when he would talk to the media but now just it's just Hey, Bill, win, win some games, buddy. And until then, just yeah, I get you got Super Bowls, but until then, just just treat people respectfully that are asking hard questions because you put your team in in hard situations. That's it. Like you, you're the one that put them there. You're the CEO. So just answer the question. So, so Mike, I'll bail him out on a couple of things. Some of the questions that were asked were actually asking him to throw some of his guys under the bus. Oh, okay. So I will give him credit. I, I did listen to a couple of his, his press conferences recently. And when they were like, so on that interception, what happened? Like, who do you want him to do? Do you want him to throw the receiver or the quarterback under the bus? So he gave his grumpy, well, you know, we all need to do a little more. We got to coach better. We got to play. Like he didn't want to throw whichever player under the bus sure. made the mistake, whether it was Mac, whether it was the receiver. So I do give him credit for that. Yeah, and and for there sure. were a number of times where, you know, grumpy bill was actually just covering for his guys and I'll give him credit no, not fair or, enough. or the other fair coaches, enough. right. Hey, you know, Gerard didn't call the change for this or, you know, Stevie B didn't, you know, make that adjustment. He didn't do that. 
Fair enough. Just the other stuff where he's not protecting his players. It's like, you know, just, just answer the question, Bill. And and I would have loved to to have heard him say, you know, we're on to green Bay a million times because then it would have made me feel a little bit better that they were going to go into green Bay and win. Uh, speaking of that, they are nine and a half point dogs on the road in green Bay, four twenty five start time, Eastern time, uh, total 40 and a half. Uh, I said earlier, I won't predict, but I said earlier that I do think, Andrew, you were, I think you were off camera. I said, I believe that Hoyer's going to be the quarterback. And similar to what we saw when Hoyer played against the Chiefs in 2020 when Cam had COVID, I do think you're going to see the defense step up and make things difficult for Rodgers. And I see a low-scoring game. I don't necessarily think the Pats are going to win. And I'm not saying Rodgers isn't going to score some points, but I do think the defense will um, – have to do their job and that Belichick and the defensive staff will have them ready to keep the game close, maybe until the end. So that's just my initial thought. I guess I'll go ahead and give my prediction then, since I just gave how I thought the game was going to look. Um, I'll tell you that I think the Patriots are, or sorry, the Packers will win. I'll go. I'm going to go 19 to 10. I think the Packers win 19 to 10, a lot of field goals on the other side. Patriots find a way to score but ultimately it just slowly gets away from them at the end. All right. We'll go to my right. Andrew, what do you think? Yeah. 31, 10 Packers. Oh boy. It is rare. You come out with a beat down like that. 31, 10 pack. Dad. 27, 13 Packers. Oh, okay. I see that 27, 13 bill Donovan. 24, seven Packers. 24, seven. You don't have to worry about containing um, Rogers like you did Jackson, but I think they're much tougher offense than what we're going to go against. And I'm not sure the defense is going to bring it. Actually, now that I'm thinking about this, you guys are doing it. I'm a little more worried about uh, Aaron Jones and uh, the big boy from Boston college than I am about Aaron Rodgers. as weird as that sounds. Um, <laughs> Mike Davis. Um, you know, I was going to go with last week's 31-17, but I'm really starting to think they're not going to score 17. So let's go 31-14. And at part of the reason is because I think that he's already got the next, you know, Devontae in that rookie who just has caught everything he's thrown in his path. Um, and I don't see us, I mean, unless Jonathan Jones is going to be able to erase that kid, there's just too much talent on that Green Bay line. And, and a guy who's just going to get the ball where it needs to get to. Rodgers is going to put the ball where it needs to go. And, and by the way, that guy still can run. He may be old, but he still can run and he can still break contain. So it's going to be a long day. Now, I, I think you're right. I think they are going to give him some challenges, but I don't have any confidence they're going to be able to contain and that there'll be those big plays in both directions. You know, I think our defense is going to, you know, make some stops, but I think our offense is going to make some turnovers too that are going to run the other way for seven. Yeah. I could see it, man. It also, one. also depends on injuries. It'd be nice if we got, you know, our safeties back and some other people back um, to play, but I, I don't know, man, they're so beat up and so injured. Um, anywho, final thoughts before we get out of here, guys, any final thoughts, percentages we're going to get cam. I mean, any, any hot takes before we get <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's coming back, man, no, I don't love, think so. cam, but I don't think it's, I don't think he's coming back. No, I, I'll give you my hot take. I, I All right, think, one last hot take. Go ahead, Mike. I think Brian Hoyer is going to run the no huddle. I think you're going to just let him. Here's your package. Get out there. Go ahead and run, 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 execute, 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 make it simple. Get it done. Get it over with. Just go out there and, I think you're going to see him come out no huddle pretty quick Man. in the in the game. 
Mike, I would love to see it. I think that I honestly think they're going to strap up the leather helmets and take 45 seconds to call every play and just slow the hell out of the game. But they're that's, doing that now. <laughs> but you might, Mike, you might be right. And if you're right, we're going to talk about it next week because we're going to tell you you're right. And, uh, and we'll go from there. And, and Mike, credit, dude, 3-0 Miami. You, you called that before everybody else did. I, look, man, I you know, long season still. I think they're going to win the division, though. I think they're better. I think the Bills showed who the Bills were. Um, and shout out to Ken Dorsey for looking like a child slamming his, his uh, iPad after the game. Good job, Ken. That was your fault for calling a terrible second half. Anyway, all right, we're, uh, we're on to Green Bay. We'll see, what, uh, we'll see what happens. And, hey, you know what? We'll be back next week. Rain, snow, shine, loss, wind, doesn't matter. We'll be back, and we love hanging out with you. So, I'm glad, we'll you hey, one week. other thing, oh, I'm glad it's the national game of the week, too. Oh, great. So, well, it's all, it's, yeah, it's and, great. everybody gets to watch it. On a serious note, anybody in the path of the hurricane, we're hoping everybody's yeah. safe. A lot of water coming in North Carolina. I know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Prayers for everybody. They're safe, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>